Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. What just happened? Phase zero bonus episode, Loki season two bonus episode number four. I'm, I'm, I'm already at a loss of words because I have watched this episode four times now and it gets better every time. Welcome to the show. Brandon Davis joined today by Jamie Jurak. Tonight by Jamie Jurak. Hello. Hi. So good to be here. We got Aaron Perrine. In the words of one Peter Quill, did we just lose? <gasps> oh, this might have been that Infinity War moment for Loki. Better than his Endgame moment, though. So we also have... Oh, no, that was Infinity War. Ah, I, I butchered my own joke. But anyway, free from his cell, wearing a villain on his head, coming in hot, Jim Viscardi. You'll never be him. No! No! Ah! Love that line! That was, that was a fantastic episode of Loki. Welcome back to our recap shows. We got three more. This is We're officially more than halfway through season two of Loki. This is our fourth time doing this. Another record last week in single-day downloads for Phase Zero. We appreciate you guys hanging with us for this single-day downloads for this year. Uh, we really appreciate you guys hanging with us, listening to the podcast. I've been getting messages from people telling me how they listen to the podcast at work, how they listen to their podcast with newborn babies and stuff. We're all growing up together out here. What is going on? Uh, but welcome back to the show. we got three more of these tomorrow. We have a bonus episode for Marvel Lego Avengers, Code Red, the Disney Plus special that we really don't know much about, but be on the lookout for that. But tonight it's all about Loki. This episode was fantastic. And for the first two weeks, we would spend this epi th these episodes doing the same thing over and over again. We have the same structure as those first two weeks and week three, which is recap, breakdown, review, and then talk about next week. But we're going to try to recapture the magic of last week because we had a magical moment on phase zero when Jamie Jurak gave us the most ultimate, magnificent, brilliant recap of the episode. So instead of me rambling on for the next five minutes, recapping the episode, I'm going to hand it over. Jamie. I'm doing it again. I, I thought I thought we were sharing these duties, <laughs> but I, I could do it again. If Nobody can follow that act. <laughs> All right. I once again did not prepare, but I think I can I think I can do it. All right, are we we're ready? We're doing it. Recap Loki season two, episode four. Oh my goodness! Last we left off, Renslayer and Miss Minutes were at the end of time, and now we're back there. Miss Minutes is like, I got something to tell you. You're not gonna like it. She shows her an old video. What is it? Her and Hugh who remains together. They know each other. They knew each other. In fact, she fought in his war for him, and then he was like, We're gonna lead together. And she's like, Cool. See you in a minute. And he's like, Bye. But oh, what did he do? Yeah, he erased her memory and everybody else's. That's right. He left her be. He sat on his throne while she did all the work. And now she's angry. And Miss Minute says, I don't think we needed him anyway. We can do this ourselves. Boom, Loki title drop. That's the beginning. Then Victor Timely, he enters the TBA. What? There are pictures of my face everywhere? That's kind of weird. Let me walk around. He gets right down the hallway, but he stopped. There's Hunter B-15. There's Loki. There's Mobius. Here's Sylvie. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Everybody, can we just slow down? Everyone wants a piece of me, even that giant horny clock. But I just want to know if I can have my own opinions. And they're like, listen, you can do what you want after you help save us. We need your help. Come help the temporal loom. It's going to explode. So they go where Kofi, 
Casey and OB are trying to fix things. And Victor Timely's like, what, OB? And OB's like, what, Victor Timely? And they geek out over each other. And it's super cute. And they autograph each other's books. And it's all very exciting. But they need Victor Timely's help because things are going to explode. And then there's a bunch of science jargon that I'm not even going to pretend like I remembered. And they're like, you have to put on a suit and walk through this gateway. And then do these things with the flip and the temporal loom. And then it'll fix everything. But we need your help. And Victor Timely's like, oh, well, here's a sphere. I invented it. It's a prototype, but it might help. And they're like, great, this is good. And then they all bicker about who's going to go into the thing. And they're like, it's a suit. We'll see. PBD on that because we still don't know. Meanwhile, Hunter Bay 15 is like, what are we going to do about Docs and all these rebels out there who tried to kill all the branches? And she goes up to Judge Gamble and Gamble's like, listen, you convince me, you can fix Docs. So Hunter Bay 15 goes to Docs and all the other uh, traitors. And she's like, listen, we may not see eye to eye, but I think we can work together. We need to do something. We need to stop Ren Slayer. Let's do it. She gives some time to think about it. And Doc's like, hmm, I'll think about it. And she's like, I may not trust her, but I know she has integrity. And while they're thinking about it, uh-oh, Renslayer Miss Minutes open a little portal into their cell. What's going on? And Renslayer is like, you like the TVA. I need you. Help me. And then Docs is like, we would rather die than follow you. And that's what happened. She smooshed him in a box. We didn't see it, but we can imagine it was very bloody because later Hunter B-15 walked in and it looked her face, horrifying. But X5, aka Brad, was like, not me. I'm not dying today. And he goes off for Renslayer. Next, what's happening? They're all they're all fixing stuff. And and Moeus is like, I could use some pie. And Sylvie's like, how dare you think about pie in a moment like this? People are dying all across the timelines. You fool. You don't care about who you even were. You're just a company man. And then, oops, Sylvie ends up by the pie anyway. And her and Loki have a really serious talk where Sylvie's like, we're not gods. And then Loki's like, we literally are gods. And so uh, what are they going to do? How are they going to fix things? I don't know. Meanwhile, they're back where Casey, Obi, and Victor Timely are, they're still trying to figure stuff out. But things take a bit of a swift turn because Victor Timely learns about hot chocolate. A machine? It comes out of a machine. And then the one dude uh, is like, I'll take you, I'll take you, bro. Let's go. And then they go to the chocolate machine and they're like, wow, this is so cool. And he hands him the hot chocolate and he's like, no, 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 dude, I don't need some hot chocolate. Okay, I'll take it. Gulp, 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 sip hot chocolate. Pa-poom! He gets pruned by X5. Oh no, he's dead. Where's he going? So X5 takes Victor Timely to Ravona. What is gonna happen? And they're like, we need you on our side. And then Miss Med's like giving her snarky face like, I remember what you did. I remember when you wouldn't turn me into a real girl. And then they're going there. But then meanwhile, back at, back where, in, where they're all trying to fix stuff, they're like, we need to stop Miss Minutes. She's stopping everything. And Miss Minutes was in her Wayne Knight era like, ah, ah, ah. And she's trying to get it all shut down. But then they shut her down. That that's right. And they're back in the room. And Miss Minutes is like, oh, I don't know. I'm just going to. I'm stopping. You'll never be him. And then she goes away. And that is when they trick X5. Uh, Sylvie gets in his brain. He's Oh, he prunes Renslayer. Where's she gonna go? I don't know. And then they get Victor Timely back. They're at the end. They're like, okay, we're getting this temporal loom fixed. We've got it. Somebody's gonna get in the suit. And Victor Timely goes, I will do it. It will be me. And he puts on the suit. And it's a heroic moment. He's getting, he walks to the door and papayam! He's spaghetti. The man is toast. And then, uh-oh, it's too late. What's going to happen now? A bright light shines on Loki's face. Is this the end? Come <laughs> out next week. Claps, claps. Not straight into the microphone, but claps all around. Wow. Another another 10 out of 10 performance from Jamie Jurak on the recap of Thank the Loki you. Thank episode. Thank you very much. Thank you for the refresher. It reminds me of everything we need to talk about and break down and dissect in the rest of this episode. What a freaking episode. Uh... Okay, so great job. Thank you for that. I think the comment section is going wild as they should. People listening to us in traffic right now are keep your eyes on the road, everybody. Focus <laughs> up. I know it's hard after such a, a moment. Uh, it's. Can we just I, take a second and just acknowledge Jamie's Wayne Knight era uh, comment? Because <laughs> that was just perfect. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> we'll get there, but that was perfect. Uh, well, the things I like to do after we recap these episodes is talk about what it feels like the purpose of this episode was, and it feels like there were multiple. Obviously, the end of this episode was the ultimate purpose of essentially seemingly destroying the TVA, uh, showing that the instability of the TVA was too much, and now Victor Timely is gone the way of Reed Richards from Earth 838, and the whole thing has gone kaboom in Loki's face. We got to see it close up, and then it pulled a Sopranos, boom, cut to black. 
minutes, Miss Minutes, straight up villain, possibly dead. That'll be part of our question section of the show. Uh, Victor Timely seemed to really not be he who remains. That's one of the, my big takeaways is that the Kang variants are not all bad. I thought that this Victor Timely guy actually turned out to be a good guy. And Ravona already conquered the multiverse with a variant of uh, of Kang, which was the way this episode opened. And I found that to be very interesting. Is that where we're starting? Yeah, I think Go we can start right there. Go ahead. I'm going to say right off the bat, I think this is a plant from Miss Minutes to try and just mess with Ravona's head. I think oh. that Miss Minutes is a liar, liar, pants on fire, and she has altered the footage to make Ravona mad. Is that even footage? Like, can we do we call that a video? Yeah, that's footage. <laughs> well, it's, it's just like a futuristic like, footage. It was like, like a a tangible hologram. It felt like you could reach out and touch it. Yeah, the VR. Yeah. Man, we were born too soon. I want that. I want. <laughs> I want to see movies actually acted out on my countertop. But I don't know if I think that's real. I think that really happened. I, I think know. so too. With I everything so else too. that Miss Minutes has control of, why wouldn't she? Like she's been pulling strings this whole time. She's mad. She's big mad. I think she's an unreliable narrator. I think yeah. that there's excerpted stuff that mm. we didn't get. Okay. Like, that uh, seems to be like you can lie by omission. And I think that's what a little bit of what we got going on over there, too. Because, mm, mm. you know, when he goes execute order 66 and then, you know, <laughs> everything goes bad. There was something afterwards. He's sitting there for a long time. We just sitting there eating apples until Loki and Sylvie showed up. That's true. I mean, they were playing chess. They were playing a lot they were just of chess. They playing a lot of chess. A lot like, of chess. Interestingly enough, that is the same set from Loki season one. We did an interview with Kasra Farhani, who directed last week's episode. I may have mentioned this on the show last week. No, I didn't because I hadn't interviewed him yet, which is an interview available now on the Phase Zero channel. They kept that set from the Citadel at the end of time, and then they had to kind of damage it up a bit to make it look like time had passed and it wasn't being maintained. But I find it interesting that they did keep a lot of the sets from season one. Not all of them, but a lot of them. And they used them again for season two. All right, that is one of the better looking Marvel television sets that we've had. Uh, oh, this Disney show Plus. in general, the production design, Kaj Farhani, who directed last week's episode, is also the production designer on this show. And I think this has maybe safe for WandaVision, which did a tremendous job immersing in each decade of its episodes. Uh, this show has the best production design of any Marvel show. 100%. Like I, I don't think it, WandaVision is close, but I still think Loki gets the edge. Uh, also, this episode was directed by Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson, who are the Moon Knight directors. Maybe that's why Jim's back on the show today. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I mean, of those four points, you know, Miss Miss Minutes was seemingly just being a full-on villain. Ravona having conquered the multiverse already. Victor Timely being a different guy than he who remains. And oh, also, it, it felt like the episode that really was intended to answer all of the questions set up by episodes one's craziness. This is where it all came full circle. The, oh, the yeah, episode, let that out of the recap. Yeah, the episode overall, right? Like, it's the what they're the way that they're playing with time and and all of that and all the clock ticking and and all that stuff, right? Really, and I hate to use this clock analogy, but like comes full circle, right? And I think it 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 comes and it just shows. Like, I love I love stuff like this when you you see how all the pieces just start to like click into place mm -hmm. except that usually happens in the last episode and like the last final minutes when there's a nice song playing not and on they Disney show Plus. You how, right no not here they did all that and then they killed everybody we all know that this is all going to end with loki just getting a new costume <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <great. Brandon? laughs> i'm just no but every disney plus show before this it usually is that kind of it's episode four or five four. area where the big moment happens unless it's wanted yeah. which had nine and then it was kind of episode six and seven where things really got, they changed. This one, Loki had the crazy, you know, they got to the Citadel at the end of time. And then, or what, which six was all set at the Citadel. Five was set in the, the void, right? Where now presumably Ravona is with all the Minutemen she just killed. But we'll talk about uh, that in a minute. I think presumably that's where everyone is. But right. I don't think, we'll talk about that at the end. Wait, wait. Well, I don't think when you get smushed to death, you end up in the void I oh actually that's, that's true never mind i, I, I made a mistake dead. you think you just die yeah no that's true <laughs> yeah. i think pruning and getting smooshed is a different afterlife situation. <laughs> no you're 100 right you're I, that is my mistake you are 100 right on that those Minutemen are 
R.I.P.'d. They are hospital beef. hospital ward from Moon Knight, the ancestral <laughs> plane, what? or what's it called? The other thing from uh, God. What's the other weird afterlife? Valhalla with Idris yeah. Elba. Uh, <laughs> there's there's like another one too. You can choose one of them. Yeah, that scene where the Minutemen were getting smooshed. <laughs> and you just have Miss Minutes in the background Dude. just going, yes, yes. She was, Jim, you're a little too good at that. Uh, I was I was sitting there watching that, watching Miss Minutes, look at that. And then you, you see it through the, it, they kind of cut. I don't remember if it was uh, when B-15 walked in there or when Ravona was in there, but one of them looks at a temp pad and they cut mm-hmm. back. The only time it cuts back that way is it's blocked by the temp pad yes that where the where the the cat the carnage by god the carnage the body's broken in half they'd all be down there but the temp pad blocks it when it was happening i i know this was a marvel show and a disney plus show so i was like they're not going to show this they didn't even yeah. let you hear it the music got loud and you didn't even get oh, to hear like, I mean, kind of at the end it sounded like if you've ever squished an orange all the way in your hand mm. uh and just like let it fall to the table that's what it sounds like i didn't even hear that it, it was just it was just that but with bodies well, I know I thought that they had turned the music up and we didn't even really hear the screams, to be honest. Uh, well, you, didn't hear the sc- you definitely didn't hear the screams, but well, you heard the slosh. The- big ASMR moment for the for the yeah. show. Oh. Uh, but I was I my point. What, what I was getting at was I was kind of like a little nervous that it was going to turn the camera because I didn't want to see it. Like, I, <laughs> You're like I, I'm good. It's going to be messy. And then be it's better when you don't see it though, because like oh, that's yeah. you know a horror trope kind of a thing where it's like her face you was know enough. What's happening? Yeah, I think your you, our imaginations are worse than what they could have showed us. Marvel has some violent stuff coming down the pipeline that Marvel people are going to be surprised by, but it wasn't tonight. But it wasn't tonight. Uh, all right, anything else from like kind of the the main purpose of the episode that you guys want to talk about before we get into the Easter eggs, the key details, the reviews? Uh, I think. Victor Timely is mm-hmm. smarter than we're all giving him credit for. And there he's was dead. No, I don't think so. I don't I don't think so. I think I mean <laughs> he's dead, but like I think this is all part of Kang's ultimate plan kind of thing. So you there think was, Victor Timely survived here's why. that? No, here's why. Here's why. Here's why. Here's why. Once everything started to once Miss Minute started to hack into the computer system and the crunching happened and all that, Victor Timely was way too interested in the hot chocolate machine while like there's like chaos happening right and like and morbius is trying to like pay attention to like what ob is like talking about and like they're like nothing's working nothing's working and it's like that seems like a moment victor timely would be like oh that's that's not that's terrible we should figure out what's going on and victor timely's just going there so there's a machine and it makes hot chocolate like (laughs) That is, that is sus as all hell. And I think that he is, that he was, he was putting all of that stuff. He knows the plan. The plan is happening, right? And he, Victor Timely, I think, knows his part in the plan and is making sure that the things are happening and falling into motion for it. He knows that Ravana is going to get zapped and she's going to end up in the wasteland and that's and like all of that's gonna happen we're gonna end up we're gonna meet another kang in the wasteland or we may or it may be he nah. who remains maybe he's not dead jim that man got cooked no i'm got, telling you that man he is, did that not. Man is mom oh well, victor I... yeah no oh victor timely dead oh but i'm telling you but victor timely is not as innocent as we all were we just were like oh he's a good guy Absolutely no, not. I think Victor Timely was, exactly I have, was I have speculation I'm going to save for the Easter eggs for, Ooh, right, for what happened right. to Young This Victor. is fun now because finally I can speculate. I can guess. You know how hard it's been? I have seen I was about to say, you sat on this for a long time. I saw this like six weeks ago. It, I'm the victim here. All right? <laughs> I had to wait. <laughs> finally, a new episode of Loki next week. Uh, no, I'm just playing this, but I, I do think that this episode is fantastic. I'm so excited to talk about it. I've seen so many interesting comments from our live uh, audience on YouTube and on Twitch right now. Yes, People they're who, all agreeing with me. No, Jim, Jim, <laughs> just be nice because they know it, you know it's nice of us to have you. Absolutely not. This is what they come here for. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a quick one minute break. When we come back, we're gonna run through some of the Easter eggs in this episode, and then we're gonna get to some questions we have and theories before we give it our official 
reviews. Anything's possible. Everybody can weigh in because nobody here has seen episode five. And that's the first time we all have that in common. So we'll see you in one minute. Subscribe to the Phase Zero channel during the break. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. Welcome back to Phase Zero, Loki Season 2 bonus episode number four. We got almost 300 people watching live. Thank you for joining us live. If you're listening to us in podcast form, we love you for that as well. And everybody who sends messages to us on uh, on Twitter or whatever it's called now and on five-star review fashion on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, we love you for that as well. I uh, can't wait to be doing the two more of these episodes after this one. But this is this. Fe- I don't know how they top this one in five and six. That makes well, me a little before worried. you go any further. I need to give a shout out to Peter. Peter, if you're watching live yep. and you you just missed an A plus SpaghettiOs break screen that Peter just straight up killed. Those are things you miss if you don't watch live. Just putting I it cackled. Out. I am so <laughs> glad my mic was muted because I laughed so loud. Somebody had an open mic when we first went to the break, and I heard somebody give a little. That was probably me. <laughs> uh, yes, if you're watching live, shout out to Peter for his creativity there with this, the uh, SpaghettiOs Victor Timely uh, ad there. Uh, I think that is a collaboration Marvel Studios needs to capitalize on between Victor Timely and Reed Richards. They have a brand. Um, all right, key moments. We already discussed the implied violence of the Minutemen being crushed. Lo- okay, actually. We're talking about things coming full circle. Let's talk about that. This is those last 20 minutes. As soon as Sylvie and Loki tried to get in that elevator, I sat up in the chair like Leo. I said, dip, dip. and I was like, this is it. It's come, this is the moment we have reached that point. Uh, and if you look at episode one, which is this image, I screenshotted this tonight. This is from episode one. Loki is actually behind him the whole mm-hmm. time. If you looked closely, you could see that Loki was the one who pruned him from the beginning. It's almost as if they had this planned. Uh, it's uh, I think that this sort of time travel story coming full circle like this is so satisfying to me. And then the phone rings and it's OB, which kind of subverted everybody's expectations in a way that actually worked. I thought it was great. Sylvie opens the doors. Loki, you know, they have that interaction and it's everything from episode one has now finally come full circle. So this Loki gets pruned. He gets sent back and flies out of the timeline and lands on Mobius and both of them live happily ever after until the TVA explodes and they presumably all die. But it was a good story for a while. It lasted for them. But I thought this was tremendous. I thought this was great choices. And we finally know who was on the other side of the phone. Yeah. OB. OB. I I have two thoughts, like slight criticisms about this moment. Um, And the first being, if you grew up in apocalypses don't you know that the number one rule of emergencies is that you do not take the elevator you take the stairs (laughs) that is like the number one rule i don't know if the tva has stairs uh yes she literally said take the stairs oh right Um, right also as much as i enjoyed like loki pruning himself i do wish it would have been more calculated in a moment of like like loki realizing like oh this is the time i can go yes. do it rather than just kind of oh i stumbled upon myself got lucky <laughs> um i I, w- I wish it was like a little more um like planned instead of just happenstance but it was cool to see and i feel like i predicted it might have been loki but i now i can't remember because that was so many weeks ago <laughs> I think you did. A lot of people caught on to it, and I just had to sit here like, hmm, interesting theory. <laughs> but I think you did. I think you and Aaron kind of agreed that it was probably Loki pruning himself or uh, some version of that. Uh, but we ha- we could check the tape. We go back three weeks and check that uh, 
bonus episode one tape. Um, the noise from the video when the video, which we're calling it, I don't know. There's no name for what, for whatever that was when it first started playing. If you listen to that over and over again, which I have, it sounds exactly, and this is just, this is completely unrelated and meaningless, but I, I really wonder if it's the same sound. It sounds exactly like the activation of the dark saber from the Mandalorian and from star Wars animation, like exactly like it. Hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to hold on a second. I'm about to prove this for you. Oh, do it. Yes. Wait. He's getting his dark saber. Yeah. This is great. This is great television and radio. Thank you for anticipating. anticipation is so good. I can't I can't wait to hear it. Well, now he's muted. Oh, you're muted, BD. Thrilling. This is good stuff. I mean, he got too close. All right. Tell me that it doesn't sound exactly like this when that thing turns on. Can you hear it? Kind of. Well, I can't. Oh, that is oh. exactly what it sounded like. Call me crazy. See, okay. the comment section gets it. Rainman OG spotted it. I'm telling you. I think they use the same sound effect. Kang videos from the future activated by the dark saber. It's all connected. <laughs> That's an Emmy what? award-winning segment right there. <laughs> what are you gonna say? Oh, I, I also want to. I thought it was really silly when o- Ob was like, "It's like a snake eating its own tail." Like, like, yeah, that's your name. We get it. <laughs> uh, uh, a little on the nose there. Uh, another line of dialogue: "He who remains said to Ravona, it 'It's been a long road,' indicating obviously they have. I mean, we knew that if they fought in a war together, it had been a long time. But that kind of shows they've been at that for a long time. I really wanted to see when I first saw. That the two of them were together in that clip, I like right before I looked down, my brain for like in a split second had such a fast thought of like, oh my god, is she going to be in a full Ravona costume? But she wasn't. This Ravona is obviously quite different from the comics, who's from like the 40th century. But uh, maybe one day, I think in the future, Ravona is going to wear a costume. Uh, also, the last thing he said to Renslayer before sending her back to the TVA was "see you soon," which, if I remember correctly, was the last thing that he who remains said to Sylvie after she stabbed him. Mm. Okay. It is. I'm like, okay. They've been doing the callbacks to the He Who Remains dialogue for episode six the whole season. It's been so fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's been so good. I, it just makes me think he's just gonna he's gonna show up before this is all over. Where I don't. Know. I mean, and 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 Victor and Victor Timely is was the means necessary. But we've literally seen He Who Remains dead already. Like his corpse is sitting there. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be. It'll just be a different Kang. Oh, well, okay. Well, I mean, if time is a flat circle, like he still has to get created, right? Because he doesn't exist in with when Loki and Sylvie like. That's true. Him. And right, but like he, but I guess he still technically exists because when he put his head in the machine, it recognized his essence. But I guess that's because they're all the same, in a well, way. But but he, also too, he operates outside of time. But doesn't well, Sylvie still have Sylvie still has he who remains his temp pad though, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. He who remains exists. It's like the TVA exists outside of time. So they don't like time might pass there because, you know, if, if OB created a device 400 years ago, it's there still now, but it doesn't, it doesn't operate adjacently or at any point equal to a timeline. It is in itself the circle that doesn't, it's not defined by linear time. So I think he who remains both exists and doesn't exist all of it already, mm-hmm. but maybe I mean, I, I think personally, and we can just cut cut to this. This is part of something I was going to talk about at the end here. But I think he who remains, not necessarily he who remains. I think he who remains is dead. He just accepted the fact that once he dies, all this chaos is going to follow. Kind of like Thanos. He knows he's inevitable. But I think uh, that Victor Timely was a sacrifice a more villainous Kang was willing to make. He was willing. He knew that this Victor Timely had to do all this stuff to come to the TVA to get these, get this equipment there to get this stuff done, to make it happen the way it happened. And he knew that this Victor time was going to die and he did not care. And I, I that's what I hope happened. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but here's, no, but that has to be what happened. There's two, there's two things I like that I want to see happen. One is what I just said. And here's why, because if not Kang variants suck and they just die. 
All they do is get defeated. This is supposed to be the big bad of the multiverse saga. He got eaten by ants. He got stabbed in a chair, and then he got. Well, no, there are there are hierarchies of Kang variants. Absolutely, but all the Kangs we've seen stink. All they do is die. That's true. There has or scream in a thing like they're at the Super Bowl. I, I like my hope. I guess is that through the 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 end game of all this is that we finally get introduced to the Kang. Right, like not a Kang, but the Kang, and like that's the Kang that the Council of Kangs are big mad at. But they said the exiled one has died. I don't believe that. I well, think you can't believe anything. This, you can't got, believe anything Why? this show tells you. It it took three years for us to know Scarlet Witch is dead. There's not dead. <laughs> He's not Calm dead. Down. We're going to talk about that at length on Wednesday. But oh, that's, sure. That's but not what Jamie, that there's, there's a little part of it. I saw your tweet. There's a little part of this, that, that, that. This makes is it a, a show. We're talking about Loki. This is a show in its name. Loki, the god of mischief. That is a show about lies. <laughs> you cannot believe a single thing that this show tells you. It was pretty honest in season one. I, well, listen, Victor Timely's dead. I obviously hope that there is a Kang pulling the strings here and he is orchestrating all of it. And it's going to show us how hard it is to beat Kang because even though we saw Kang and Quantumania die, Victor Timely gets shredded. He who remains gets stabbed. That there is actually a Kang masterminding all of this, which would then be like, oh, wow, there is a big bad to the multiverse. But saga that's what we have to Kang, worry about. Kang has done that in the books. Kang has used himself to further yes. his own machinations yeah, sure and that's where I think and that's why here. i think it has to happen here that's why yes. why are we, are we arguing jim this is why you're jim you're arguing me just we're on the same page no you said something completely different that i argued against and now you're agreeing with me explain it that's what's going on here explain it i don't uh, know see the, the no, we no time we have no time we gotta problem. move don't on. object if you don't have it i think we broke jamie I miss I Jenna. It. There's less yelling than Jenna here. <laughs> uh, uh, over 300 people watching. Thank you so much, and I'm so sorry. But also, uh, my the other theory, and I'm not taking credit for this one. This was Rudy in our comment section on YouTube right when the show started. I really like this theory that they all got sent to different timelines. When the TVA exploded, they're all going to land on different timelines. Nobody's dead. They're all just going to land on different timelines. So I guess we should just do this now. Like... The way he died wasn't just like Reed Richards. It reminded me more of Scott Lang dying in Quantumania. When the thing he had in his head exploded, he did the weird thing that Ant-Man did when he unraveled, which is in the probability storm, right? So every piece of him would be distributed throughout a big bang that reestablishes the multiverse. So Ooh. each particle would be implanted across a show that I care far too much about that probably people who are watching now don't. Adventure Time did this with their big bad in one of the season finales and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's bad. The Lich is everywhere. That's not good. He's, he's a bad guy. Um, so it feels similar to that, where you cut off his cut off his hand, it falls into the lake of all the different universes, and now you got to deal with And then you a take tender care with sunshine and a little bit of water, and new Kangs grow it's, from the ground. Exactly. It's raising their speech. hands to the sunshine. There you go. Man, when Aaron speaks, we listen, because that is, a, <laughs> that is I love that theory, that he, that he got, every little spaghetti noodle went to a different timeline, and now we have all those Kangs. This is how they all came to be, because he stepped out there. Maybe, maybe and I hate to say this, I'll never do it again. But somebody who said something earlier actually had a point that Victor Timely knew he had to go out there to get shredded. Because <laughs> Victor yeah. Timely also was not like the bravest. He was not. The no, one. it was all an act. He knew what he was doing. There's, there's one thing that I think we're all ignoring. It's the book. The only person other than Victor Timely that's read the entire book is Casey. One of the comments pointed out he walked down the staircase while they were still arguing to take the thing outside. And it's probably in the manual that Victor Timely has to be the one to walk out here to fix the temporal loom so that the universe will get rebooted and that this whole thing will survive. The only people that have read it are OB, Casey, and Victor. Those are the only people. 
Like, mm. how would Loki and Mobius or Sylvie know? They don't pay attention. I mean, Mobius said he read it. It's just, like, been a while, you know? He also like... had his brain rebooted at That's will true. by Kay the Conqueror. So, I mean, I don't know. Hmm. Listen, he likes pie. Don't, my boy, he would never. He would never be. I like this theory. And I like this theory. And I like the fact that we could now end up finding all of the characters who were in that room, the people who were in the TVA, ending up on those timelines with these variants of Victor Timely that have now grown no, up from the spaghetti strands. The, the only footage from the first trailer that remains that we have not seen is Ohio jet ski dealership on the timeline where Mobius is from. There's also, and this feels like maybe it's a bit of a spoiler to even acknowledge it, but it is in the trailers. I'm pretty sure there's footage of Loki running down that ramp, like sprinting down that ramp outside the... Uh, we don't think the, that's just like Hulk footage? I mean, it very well could be, because I, I, mean, I think that thing is supposed to be gone, but uh, I think, I'm pretty sure I saw footage of that somewhere in these trailers. But yes, the jet ski thing is definitely coming as well. Unless that's another mislead, just so that the because they knew we'd go crazy for it as soon as the trailer dropped, and we did. I was excited. <laughs> I like that theory, Aaron. I like that theory a lot. But we we all agree they're not dead. They're not dead. No. They're not dead. Uh, all right, a couple more Easter eggs here, Jim. Did you add this one about the most prized invention? I did. You? Aaron added that. Yeah. Um, I wrote this after the last episode because someone in our Phaser community on Twitter uh, asked about what his prize invention was. So I did a little bit of weird Kang diving because Jenna's not here. Someone has to do it. Um, <laughs> and it seems like the invention is the prototype, because he loves prototypes, of the multiversal engine core from Quantumania. It's the same sort of weird ring design, but he couldn't perfect it because the technology's not there. And in the comics, it's from, was it Avengers 69? Nice. From 1969, also nice. Uh, where he gets a thing called a, the light of the century sphere and he uses it to kidnap all the Avengers to come to the future when Ravona is like frozen so that they can fight another galactic entity, secret war style for the fate of the universe, which I feel like is a breadcrumb thing for Marvel that obviously we would talk about this sphere thing again. It's obviously important. I said to someone in the community, it was either going to be his greatest invention was going to be that sphere or the chair there's one of the two and i was like mm -hmm. oh, it's probably the chair but i now i feel bad i should have just stuck to my guns it was cooler for it to be the freaking circle i mean i think this chair is still coming yeah i think that's coming too i, I think the chair is still coming he's gonna need that time travel chair and it's gonna have to that, that's what he's gonna be using to be such a menace right yeah but the, it made it feel like he needed both to be like the most aggressive but yes you need the chair first before the battery this is a chicken egg thing which is also thematically important i'd imagine it's true yeah mm. so i i feel like there are things being laid down i don't know what the heck the next episode is but i was like oh yes it is the chair of the sphere great we're doing we're doing good we're doing great everybody i actually while you were explaining that i pulled up footage because I want to go back a step mm -hmm. to the KCOB Kang or Victor, yeah. uh, you know, having the knowledge that he had to be the one to go out there. The first people it cuts to after Victor Tinley gets shredded is KC and OB, but they look shocked. They look genuinely shocked that that happened. So I'm I'm curious, I'm, man. I I need I need next week already. I need <laughs> next week already. This is this is by far, in my opinion, the most interesting um maybe not by far i should it just happened i can i'm not even gonna finish that sentence uh because no but this is one of those but like this was an episode that gives me all the faith i need back in the in the world that like oh okay marvel will be okay right like it, mm -hmm. it, it, it's one of those just like ah i live for like like i don't get me wrong i had there's some problems i had with the episode but like the, what it what it does, what it sets up, and you know, like that was that was just a great that was a great episode. With how good Loki is between this episode, the last three, and hopefully the next two, what's about to be coming here soon with Echo and with the Marvels on the horizon and the things we've been hearing about the Marvels, I think Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe is due for a couple big dubs right now. And I think it's gonna be the momentum like from this week for the next three, I think is gonna be really fun and it's gonna be a good time to be a Marvel fan. 
And I've, I'm feeling it tonight because I love this episode of Loki. Like you just said, it does do a really good job of kind of restoring your faith, whether it's in the MCU as a whole or just the multiverse saga with what it's doing here. So I'm excited. I'm excited about this. Uh, I, just need, I just need the end of this show to tell me the direction I need to be looking in. Like, I need to know, okay, we've been doing this thing. We've been meeting a lot of characters. We've been just kind of like treading water a little bit. I need you. I needed to focus me like, focus my attention like an arrow and say, here's where we're going. And this is where it starts. I, agree. I don't think we're going to get it, but, I, well, but actually, I, I mean, that next, brings me, that brings me to my next point. Actually. Perfect. One, one of my next points, Sylvie, she not, not only does she bring out the question of Mobius and him in his past life. And we've kind of already touched on that a bunch of times on this show and whether or not we think we're going to see it or he wants to see it. So if you want to hear that conversation, go back to an old episode. We've had it more than once, but in doing that, she points out to him. I think this was a very important piece of dialogue for the multiverse saga as a whole. She says the timelines are nothing more than lines on a screen. It doesn't matter to if a few disappear to Mobius because the TVA doesn't care if these timelines disappear, but she's now making the argument that those are lives. Those are people because she has spent some time at a McDonald's and she knows how good the fries taste. So suddenly she has a reason to care about a universe that isn't the sacred timeline. That has been the ongoing problem that I've been acknowledging. Other people don't feel it as strongly as I do. But the multiverse saga hasn't got us invested in any other universe. And Sylvie is pointing that out right there in everybody's faces. And I found that to be real a really good moment. Maybe this is it. I like the theory that everyone's going to end up on a different timeline. Maybe there are going to be timelines where we they're with other characters that maybe we know. And we're going to learn that they're not from the same timeline. And we're going to be like, oh... Maybe this show is going to do that. Because I, I, even though it doesn't bother me as much as you, I agree that it would make all of this more meaningful if, if that was the case. Could you imagine if next week we pick up and like somebody's in the Daredevil universe, somebody's in the Fox X-Men universe, somebody's Crazy. like in the Lego world or like anything. If, if Loki goes there, for everybody who has been saying, you know, you remember like, you know, okay, how people are but- like, but does that but does that make those multiverses matter? Like, or is that just more like, than the none that exists so far? That's, that's a cheap pop. That's like saying the hometown. That's like saying the name of the hometown you're in. But Jim, I agree. They should absolutely build a new timeline or universe from scratch and make it interesting themselves. But also, why not use these universes that already exist? I'm 100 percent going to root for the MCU sacred timeline in an incursion war against the Fox universe because those movies went to crap. There goes my dark saber, but the dark saber is Team Fox. But I just think why? I mean, it would just be cool to see that happen. And I also not I don't want them all to land in a different established universe built by a different movie studio or Marvel TV back when Kevin Feige didn't want to work with them. I think that you can do that, but also build some new ones, and hopefully they do. Now I just kind of set the expectation a little high. I think where Wolverine is Captain America. Or like, you know, like, give me, give me that kind of crazy S like, or, or the race, like, you know, you land in a universe and you have the same characters, but they're wearing different costumes or whatever. Right. Like, but like, zero. This give ain't the Pokemon me, podcast. you don't have to say S, but give me a universe that like, that is like plant seeds in a universe somewhere that sure. is going to bite us in the ass somewhere down the line. Right. There you go. Let it out. Like there have been many opportunities for that, right? Doctor Strange, I feel like, is a perfect example. We're just waiting for the heroes of that universe that Wanda went in and just went and killed everyone to come back and be like, we're getting revenge for what your crazy ass person did, right? Like, that's like the I've been- universe I feel that has any other real, like, yes, maybe it'll show up again. I don't need the X-Men universe to come in and be like, we live here now. Or like, you know, like, I don't need that. I don't want Jim. Just, you just admitted you don't listen to phase zero because we've been, I've been saying we need consequences for earth. Eight, three, eights. No, I know. Forever. I know. That's, I know. That's, but, but I, I'm, I'm agreeing in the sense that like, that feels like it is the only one. I agree. No, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying it would be very cool to see a combination because you just know, obviously they're going to use Fox stuff. Deadpool three is already doing it. Secret sure. Wars is going to bring people in. And it would be cool to, it would be pretty wild if you're telling me if next week, but we've learned that's not the point of these shows. Absolutely. These but shows you're te- are character shows. So you're telling me if next week you turn on Loki episode five and all these characters are on different timelines with, of course, I'm going to lose my, of course, I'm going to be like, lose my mind, but then like, but I'm going to, but it's going to be forgettable. 
Jim hates fun. <laughs> I want to see more of the like pieces fitting together and like what's the what's the big crazy plan? I want to see the Ocean's Eleven Kang plan come together, one hundred percent, and tell us where we're going. I don't care if Wolverine's involved or dead. I mean, I agree 100%. No, we all want direction for the multiverse cycle. The only thing we all agreed on after Quantumania was it was like, oh, it felt like it finally gave us an idea of where we're going. Hopefully, this, hopefully, also, I see a lot of people saying, give it time. In the time that we've gotten Doctor Strange and Eternals and whatever, we've gotten literal hours of Marvel content in between. I've given it time. I want that time elsewhere. All right, let's keep going. Let's keep going here. Yeah. <laughs> we got more Easter eggs to get through. Uh, Loki talked about freedom with Sylvie, and that kind of just reminded me of the Avengers scene because this Loki. Oh wait, uh, Loki talked about uh, he's saying that if you give people freedom, they're just basically going to turn evil. I'm pretty sure that's a fair way to summarize that conversation. Which reminds us, this is like a week or two after the events of the Avengers, where Loki marched into. This was in Germany, right? Where he mm-hmm. said the old man stood up to him and he said, There will always be men like you. Uh, and he said, Re- Freedom is life's great lie. I think it's just cool to see these callbacks to the Avengers and things like that that show how well written Loki is as a character. Yeah, Loki is one of the, the MCU's best characters, period. Um, uh, he- like I think like he's the, I mean, he's had the most time to be developed as a character, but also too, that real estate is used so well whenever Loki's. Whenever Loki appears. I agree. Uh, he also referenced Thor, the first Thor movie. And he said it was some years ago, which is interesting because that puts Thor a few years before the events of the Avengers, which I'm not, I never really thought about. I guess that that's an interesting little factoid there. I'm sure it's in that new MCU timeline book, which people are pulling information out of. I mean, it came out a year before. It was 2011 and 2012. So, Right. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, he reminds Sylvie, we are gods. And I thought that was a really powerful moment. When he said to Sylvie, he, he that kind of felt like Loki retaking ownership of who he is, his willingness to be the god of mischief. I really like that he sighed when he said it. It because mm-hmm. like he used to it's something he would have said before with pride and with power, and now he's saying it with responsibility in a way that like because he has gone from like a villain to hero. And I think that's really uh, I real a growth uh that I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's interesting though, because the MCU, for all intents and purposes, uh, regards as guardians as aliens, right? And if you frame the thought of as guardians being aliens and not gods, but just think like superpowered beings from somewhere else, like I wonder, it, like if right, like Loki feels like he is losing every shred of his identity as this show goes on, and the god thing is really the only thing that like he has been able to to try and hold on to. And I almost wonder if we're getting closer and closer to him, just like resigning to the fact that like he's not in control. Control was something very much a part of Loki's thing. And more and more he's like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Even through like Thor Ragnarok and Avengers infinity war, when he was being a good guy, he was still very deceitful and leaned into wanting to win. Like he sure. stole that Tesseract out of uh, Odin's vault and got, you know, that ship out of Asgard destroyed. If you think about it, that's kind of on Loki just because he took that with him. I don't mean to put the burden on on the character we love, but would all those Asgardians who escaped Asgard <laughs> be dead if Loki didn't t- secretly steal the Tesseract? Well, there are a million. I mean, your boy Tony Stark can get accused of a lot of things if we're going that route. I mean, <laughs> sure. come on. You're going to love him. You're going to go. Pretty much every like my like my favorite certainly did her fair share of of bad things too. Like, don't get too deep into it because uh, there aren't a lot of pure pure folks out in this universe. Well, right, but that, I mean, but that's my point is that Loki he he he's given us impressions of being you know coming around to being I guess almost pure. Like in Thor Ragnarok, you would have thought you know he really wanted to be a good brother, but he still went and stole that tesseract. He still couldn't help himself from doing that. So maybe that 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 piece of him seems to always be in there. Maybe it's going to come out eventually. Maybe he's embracing the fact that he's powerful when he said we are gods. And Sylvie seemed to be the good voice, whereas Loki was like, I'm going to do what needs to be done, what I think needs to be done. I didn't quite read it that way. Hmm. That's fair. Uh, questions after this episode. Well, we already answered that. We already talked about Ravona in her costume. 
Loki's end goal. We've kind of touched on that. I think Loki, I think the show would benefit from telling us, like, it seems like the whole point of this season is to stabilize the TVA, which now has gone the complete opposite direction. We are in the climax of or the end of act two. So anybody have thoughts on what Loki's end goal here is? So I guess we kind of just touched on too. Man, I got to imagine Loki's still wanting to make things as right for Sylvie as possible. Right. I think there's still, there's still that going, going on. Um, and, and again, right. I think it, it comes down to a bit of control for Loki where like he realizes he's, he, he can't be in control. And now, and that may be the biggest disappointment in that. Like if he can't get a happy ending for Sylvie, does that kind of, break him again and maybe turn him back to more villain because that's you know just a, a tragic moment thing for him to that he just gets mad about anyone else thoughts i i think that the preserving the timelines would be the thing i think that yeah. You're definitely going to have some sort of reformatted thing. I also like to put my flag in the ground that we're going to get a Loki Sylvie inversion of the first season ending at the end with basically him doing what Kang did. Time door opening, Sylvie walking through, and then him closing on the other side, and then them being separated mm. again seems kind of like inevitable yeah. at this point. But who who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Do we think yeah, there's definitely going to be a hard goodbye at some point. Yeah. All right. We got we to gotta keep moving here. We're running out of time. Do we think Miss Minutes is dead? No. 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 But I did like seeing like the different older versions of Miss Minutes and like going to like that that version one old timey watch clock Miss Minutes. That was that was a nice touch. I, I, I thought it was interesting. She said, you'll never be him. That was the last thing she said, which I assume like was. Zombie. Yeah, zombie miss minutes. The last thing she said is, "You'll never be him." To Victor Timely, which makes me think like she really doesn't like Victor Timely, and she really just likes he who remains. Uh, but also, it reminded me of Loki's final line to Thanos, which was, "You'll never be a god." Just kind of gave me a little little echo there. Mm. Something I picked up on. Uh, all right, we're gonna take one more one minute break. When we come back, we're gonna give our final reviews, ranking it out of ten, uh, to share our final thoughts on this episode. See you in a moment. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast to phase zero i do also want to say for everybody who's listening to us with headphones on we've heard your complaints i dropped a note and we're going to try to get the the little intro musics in and out lowered for you so that uh, they match our voices and don't blow your eardrums out i've seen several people say that i just want to let you know we appreciate your comments if you have any other comments questions concerns i do read the comments so drop them in there and we will uh, try to keep improving our show every week all right we are going to also i have to shout out peter uh with another great image i we don't see the images before the show yeah so they're just kind of they're, they yeah they're a surprise to us as well 
great uh, back to the TVA uh, back to the future play there, which the back to the future just had an anniversary recently, but anyway, all right. Reviewing Loki episode four of season two, Jamie, you're at the top of the screen. Oh goodness. Um, you know, I, this was good. Uh, I don't think I loved it quite as much as you did. I think that, um, what made it good was the cliffhanger, but a cliffhanger does not a whole episode make. Um, it was a good episode. I think just like episodes one and two, I'm going to give it a four out of five. Um, I have a feeling that that's going to be kind of my through line for the season, but, uh, but who knows? Cause we do not know where these last two episodes are going, but I thought it was really cool. I did, I did, um, at the end when, when he turned into spaghetti, I, I went, what? And Tony literally came out of the room like oh what's going on <laughs> like I, like i really yelled so um so it was a good good episode i don't know i i can't say it's my favorite until i do my obligatory one sitting binge when it's all over but four to five which is equal to eight out of ten <laughs> jim you're jim. supposed to be on my side yeah i'm here yes, sometimes I'm, I'm i'm the i'm the don't worry don't worry <laughs> jim since you since you started yapping you're up next Four out of five. No, we don't do no, fives here. Only Jamie does fives. There it is. Uh, no, uh, I because like, look, I think uh, four out of five, eight out of ten, whatever you want to call it. I, I don't think it's a nine for me. Uh, I loved the episode and I loved everything that that it did, but it it needed to do what it did, and I don't think just because it needed to do it and did it means it gets a nine or a ten out of ten. Uh, I don't like it, it's because because there's still like there's still like uh, point like points where like it did like, th there are some issues but like what were they i thoroughly but like i thoroughly in enjoyed it and so yeah can i just say i think it's really funny when i don't agree with bd he's like that's fair but when jim doesn't agree with bd it's a fight like that's that shows you how long they've known each other <laughs> jim, well, i've also seen jamie get competitive and it kind of scares me <laughs> And me and Jim can argue, and then we're like slapping hands later. And sometimes I think Jamie's going to show up at my front door with a Michael Myers mask on. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm I think you might be the first person that. to be afraid of me, and I, I, I'm okay with that. I'm just kidding. I don't actually think that, but I do. I do think your competitiveness is amazing. Uh, I I also just love challenging Jim. It's it's that's it's just it's 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 been a hobby yeah, for almost a decade. You also now. love being wrong, so that's <laughs> wow. You see this? This is why I feel the need to assert myself whenever that's whenever okay. Jim speaks. This is why. Uh, all right, so Aaron, save us. Okay, I I got a nine out of ten. I want to build in just in case you really get a banger here to end things out. I do not know how you and Jenna sat on that for so long, and that how no one told me, no one even intonated any of this stuff. So bravo. BD, you've been keeping their secrets very well. Um, I love the, resolving the loop. I am a sucker for any of these where you don't know exactly where we're going to end up at the end. And Loki has done that both times, like both seasons. It has been like, I we walk into the last two episodes of the finale and be like, what? What is going to happen? Um, so I'm excited. It was, it was a lot of fun. You got the entire cast in the episode. Uh, I just... God help us if Wumi Masako has to do another face to communicate some horrors of, of mm. life untold. She's had to do it twice in one season. That's it's it's not <laughs> it's not a trend, but it's weird that's happened two times. It's strange. One of the most underrated cast members in the MCU, right there. Just tremendous work every time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm so excited to see where it goes. I have no clue. I have no idea how you didn't say anything, BD. We need a number, Aaron. I said nine out of ten. Oh, okay, okay, I missed that. Okay. <laughs> hey, to, to to your point, Aaron, though, like that moment is a moment that needs to be experienced. Like that, like that is one of those because mm -hmm. it's a spoiler that I think ruins the experience versus a spoiler that like maybe ruins a plot point or something else that like is kind of inconsequential to the experience. And I think that's that's where you know. Yeah, if you knew that was coming, it changes everything. Yeah, it changes uh, everything. All right. I'm sitting uh, pretty high on this one. I've been hyping this episode, and I do feel like I didn't overhype it. I, I love this episode. Uh, I think it had everything from the brutality with that Miss Minutes and Ravona scene that was shot really well and kind of really conveyed exactly what it needed to without explicitly being violent. This is an infinity pool. This is Loki. Uh, <laughs> uh, I really love... The cliffhanger, I love the wrap-up, the full story circle 
from episode one, the way they executed it. I do agree with the point. Uh, I don't know if Jamie or Jim said this earlier that it could have been seated a little bit more and more intentional that Loki ended up in the same place as Loki. Jamie, you said that, right? Yes, I like that point. Um, I hadn't thought of it until you said it. And once you said it, I was like, yeah, you know, that would have made it even better. But still, I think that this was tremendous. I think getting the full cast together. I think Raphael Casal does such a good job, even in the moment where he has to be a little zesty because uh, Sylvie has enchanted him. He walks in that room and he's got a little whole new swagger about it. And he's talking to Ravona. And I was like, this is great, dude. Raphael Casal has shown so much range. Uh, I thought it was just a, I, I, for me, I'm sitting at like a nine point five out of 10 on this episode. That's it was everything I wanted. I think it, like, I, I don't know what else you could really want out of this episode for me. And that's, I, I, I respect, that's why we got a, a full panel of four here. Right. So we can get all the opinions and only sounds one like short of a cameo. Episode. You would have made it a 10. If who should like, if it had a cameo of something that would have been a 10 out of 10 for you. I know. I think if the moments like what Jamie said had happened, I think that if it had been even more mapped out and seemed even more intentional, I think there's, I find it interesting. And I just like the book we just talked about on yesterday's episode with Joanna Robinson, when you kind of learn about the changes behind the scenes and stuff, I feel like many, many years from now, one day, if this ever happens and we hear about the true production on Loki, the fact that episode one and episode four have the same directors and then five and six are the same guys, Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson, and then two and three had different people fill in. It kind of makes me think like, hmm, where did things start to change? You know, we hear about the writers coming in and then they get replaced by the directors. And usually these directors stick with this stuff, right? It's usually they direct the whole thing like Ali Salim did all of Secret Invasion. So I find it interesting that they had two new directors come in for episodes two and three. I'm curious if any of this would have was ever even more connected than it has been and i'm still impressed with it but this is just me i think also too like for me one of the the bigger letdowns is the ob reveal of him being the one on on the other end of the phone um i was fine with that what do you want reed richards it didn't really mean much yeah i don't think like yeah exactly like they made such a point to really focus on it but it didn't do anything to change like there was no revelation it was just like oh it's ob I mean, I'll give you guys that. I'll give you guys that. It could have been a, you know, a more, or, or they could have found a different way to lure Loki down the hallway than having Obi calm. I think I, I wanted, I just wanted to be Kang on the other end, just being like, <laughs> "Got you." I wish that it was uh, like calling to to get him down the hallway. Like yeah. he wasn't just calling to check in; he was calling <laughs> right. uh, like to purposefully get him to walk that way. You had this like, big moment, like and it's that. like, "Oh, hey, what's going on? Oh, yeah, Miss Minutes, you going crazy? Oh, okay, yeah." Like, like, mm. I see your points. It didn't hinder my experience. I thought once they got in the elevator, I was in the music, the score from Natalie Holt, mm, yeah. banger every time. The way the episode ends, I, I don't know. I, this was this was a damn near perfect episode. Not perfect but phenomenal. And I dare say, I agree with somebody. I think it was get fun code in the uh, comment section on YouTube said best like piece of MCU media since Spider-Man no way home off the top of my head. I can't think of anything that I walked out away from since no way home that the, like a single episode or a movie that I loved oh, as much I as I love this. Still, episode. I still love the end of, of that. Of the first episode of moon Knight, where moon Knight beats the hell out of that jackal in, in the bathroom and walks out and it's just like, yes. What? In, it more. Uh, since wasn't the Hawkeye finale after, cause the Hawkeye finale made me sob. So I think that that deserves a, that's fair. I, I wouldn't put the Hawkeye finale above this. How, no, how no, there's people in there's people. That, that's a person that really loves the Infinity Saga characters right there. <laughs> that's a person who really, really does not care about these, you know, Disney Plus shows. And that's an opinion you can have, I suppose. Yeah. That's fine. I mean, what has come since Spider-Man No Home? The Hawkeye finale, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, she What movies? Uh what were Multiverse the movies Madness in 2022? After, isn't it? What? Isn't Multiverse of Madness after Multiverse? This yeah. episode is way better than Multiverse of Madness. I really no. love. I, I, I don't I know. I really enjoy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, are you sure about that? <laughs> yeah, I would. I I would put Multiverse of Madness above this episode. Maybe uh, not the whole. I have to see the rest. That's no. the problem. This is why I hate doing this because I right. one we're we're talking. This, we're story. talking about a piece. Mm-hmm. Like no. I, I, we can't compare a piece to yeah. a whole thing. Let me see the last two episodes, and then this conversation can matter. Jay, no, there, like there, there are, for you. 
I also just need to, there are people in the chat saying, oh, B is going to be a betrayer. And I don't need chat putting that out there into the, into the wild. Okay. I don't want that. I don't need it. You keep those comments to yourself. If that happens, I'm blaming it on you, chat. I'm blaming it on you. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> I personally think that this episode of Loki, and obviously not without the three episodes before it, but this episode as, as it stands, you can say Doctor Strange with WandaVision and Doctor Strange 1 before it. For me, this episode of Loki is better than Doc Strange and Multiverse Madness. Either of the Disney, but if, if let's narrow the scope a little bit of the Disney Plus shows, this this like these four episodes rank pretty high. Like I'd say, probably all four of them are probably in a top in the top ten Disney Plus episodes. Period. Like I like as much as I love Moon Knight. I, this I show think about that more than I well, actually no. Sorry, I lied. Episodes two and three of this season, they're probably they're they're not making the top ten. I need to, I like yeah, that. I was going to say, I need no, to I think about that no, a little forget bit what more. I just said. All right, all right. We are running late. Our comment section has has declared they are tired. It's getting late. Uh, all right, y'all. Well, that's our show. Jamie, any last words to today's Loki episode? Sounds like we've got a ranking episodes episode coming. Um, uh, I, I can't say what. I can't say why, but I will say you're going to want to watch my spaces uh, and comicbook.com next Friday. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, take to mean that what you will. There's a little Look teaser, a little sprinkle. Um, follow uh, follow me on the old TikTok at Jamie Jack. Didn't get a chance to watch Frasier today. So sorry to disappoint the two people that like my Frasier recaps. <laughs> Jamie with a great little sample platter of what's coming. I promise. I will vouch for Jamie. You do not want to miss what she got coming. Uh, Aaron, what you got? Uh, it's at Silver Lake Hornet on uh, social media. I am so thankful for all of you watching our conversation with Joanna Robinson yesterday. She was so, so good. She was so good. Go back and listen to it again. There were so many things I learned. It made me think about one of the funnest days at work in a completely different light. Disney Investor Day 2020 now stands in infamy forever in my brain. Jim? Uh, I'm going to plug the other show that you can get me uh, weekly on. It's a wild podcast has appeared. It's a Pokemon show. If you like Pokemon, go give it a listen. It's otherwise, you record that from jail. Otherwise, please visit comicbook.com. <laughs> go to comicbook.com. Help us pay the bills. That's everything. Much. We will be back tomorrow news. with another bonus episode for Lego Marvel Avengers Code Red. We will be back on Wednesday for our regular episode of Phase Zero. And just as Jamie ordered another dissection of a tiny little piece of Loki next week, which I know she's looking forward to <laughs> next Thursday. We got two more. Uh, I'm having fun with these. Thank you guys for hanging out with us on a Thursday night. We ran way late, so I'm going to shut up now. Thank you so much. Subscribe to Phase Zero on YouTube and on every major podcast platform. Share it with your mom. Share it with your dog. Anything to get us a plus one on the listener and download count. We appreciate it. See you later. Bye.